Welcome to episode three of Q&A. You know, the other day I was sitting there and I was just thinking, I have my weirdest thoughts in the same place every day. Steven, do you know where that is? For you or for me, Cal? For either of us. I'm going to be honest. I think when I'm like butt naked, dripping wet in the shower. You're damn right. I'm Q. <laughs> I'm A. And this is Q&A. Q&A. So the other day, right as my fiance and I were about to go to sleep, we were laying in bed about the one minute before you finally close your eyes and go to sleep. And I started thinking out of nowhere. I look over to her and I say, how come it's illegal to pay a prostitute for sex, but yet you could pay someone to act in a porn? Is it not just the same thing? Is it not just paying someone for a sexual act where's the line drawn here and if so does it come along the lines of who is paying said person or is it the camera that's involved or putting that recorded footage onto the internet or a videotape where's the line Kyle, I want to know what you were watching before going to bed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Guys, who's man's search history. <laughs> but that's a good question, Kyle. I feel like when it comes to that, like, they are basically the same thing in a way. Because, you know, in, in one essence, it's like you're paying someone for sex. In the other instance, you're you're filming somebody having sex with somebody who's who's getting paid for it. But in a way, I think as weird as that parallel is, I think I think it falls to the falls down on the intention of the act, right? Like mm. one is like, I'm paying you for this service, whereas, um, and so they're the service. But I think in a porn, they're working together to create a product. They're creating a service for, of for entertainment other for other people. Yeah. So I think yes. one is one is like, I think it's all on how it's. Later. And I'm sure there's a legal answer to this I, somewhere. But you know what? I don't want to ruin the mystique and look this up. I know, I know. But this question really got me thinking. And my fiance, I can't even take credit for this episode idea. It was her idea. She said, you guys should do an episode on different shower thoughts. Because it job, reminded Christina. her of, you know, you see online these shower thoughts that people have. These, like, deep and, like, random thoughts that people have. Yeah. And I thought that was a great idea. So here we are, you know, we went through the internet and have some of our own as well here uh-huh. and just found some that we could discuss that are either funny, deep, whatever, you know, we'll see where this goes, but yeah, it could be a very, selections. very thought provoking experience. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll start it off with one here. All right, Kyle. Every minute of your day, you have to trust other people not to kill you. I love this one. This is so true. It's something that you don't think about. But at any given moment, the person sitting right next to you could decide to just snap and murder you. Like They'll fight you to the death. Like If I wanted to right now, like I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to fight Kyle until one of us dies. We have been best friends for 23 years. Yeah. But at any given time, one of us could just decide, I'm going to kill the other one today. Yeah. For no reason. You walk in the door, just get like murdered. Yeah, and, you know, this could also apply to being just on the road, too. At any given time, yeah. another person's car, they could just decide, I'm going into the oncoming lane today. Yes, you don't know. 
for people with trust issues, I'm sure this is really messing up their day hearing this. Yeah, this is scary. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, the other day, I was I was leaving the gym. And, was it the gym? I was somewhere. And I just was like, this dude can just kill me right now. Like, there was someone behind me. And mm-hmm. I was like, they could literally punch me in the back of the head right now or hit me with something. I wouldn't know. And... It could they, be game over. They could just pull out a gun, shoot you in the back of the head. You would have never known. Yes. <laughs> you would have I never known. I think about that actually a lot more than is probably healthy. Just thinking like, you know, I hope these are good people. You know what I mean? Yep. You just can't like, you can't help but like be a little bit uh, on edge when you really start thinking that deeply about it. Mm-hmm. So this other one I have here, a different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. So far, both of these have been from, uh, place that we found online uh, i'll yeah. let i'll let the listeners know when it's one that we've thought of and discussed before but this is yeah. one that we found as well i think it's very true not one person has the same exact interpretation of who you are oh god including yourself in your own mind that's true you perceive yourself like differently than anyone else i think my coworker's perception of me is light years different than your perception of, you. of me yeah. or Christina's perception of me or my family's perception of me. That's true. Just because of the environment in which you interact with these people is so different. Like for me at work, I have a rather dark, more like offensive kind of sense of humor, I guess, if you will. And at work, it's not the place for it. I know the time and place. Uh-huh. But like with you, that's the time and place to do that. So like this is a professional and personal life here. But even putting that aside, you being my best friend and Christina being my fiance, both have two entirely different interpretations of who I am as a person. Yes. No, for sure. Like way different experiences, I think, because you've just grown up in different ways with different roles to each other and stuff. I, what's like so weird about that thought is I feel like most, you can look at it individually and like most people live in the perception of what others think of them, right? Because I know there's that, I think it's Will Smith or, is it Will Smith? It doesn't, I don't know if it sounds like something he'd say. It's some actor, but he said, I, I, I'm, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Mm. So your perception is always based off you that, looking at other that people. It may not have been Will Smith. That may have been Will I am. Was it? <laughs> no, I don't okay, know. Okay, you're just messing around. Okay, just, just a different will. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's weird. Like, your perception of yourself, like, you typically isn't even your own perception. It's yeah. what a lot of times you think other people think of you in general. Mm-hmm. And so now you're sitting here and you're thinking, like, oh, well, everyone has a different perception of you. It's so true, whether they're strangers or they're, they're friends. Or I'm getting a little tripped out just thinking of, like, past experiences, like, talking to women or stuff like that like they might just be sitting there being like yo steve steve's the biggest loser ever and then meanwhile i'm over here thinking like i think these people think i'm okay and then another like girl or girlfriend might be thinking like oh steve's the sweetest love steve whatever okay okay steve Steve, very highly of yourself huh steve is so funny and like he's not jacked but he's like like big in stature very toned he's very (laughs) he's very toned just the right proportions um but yeah yeah so you never know what what people are thinking but like when i was thinking about like my my attempts at dating or actually dating and those people i'm like they all have different perspectives and like that's just really weird to think about Mm mm-hmm you know? One of them's probably sitting there. I'm sure there's 
quite a few people out there that are thinking about me, even if they don't know my name, even just strangers, you know, yeah. in whatever situations, being like, remember that douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a real a-hole. Kyle from, <laughs> Kyle from Human Resources. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so true. But it's so true. And you know what? I think you'll have this next one, uh, given your comment there about, like, dating and women, things yeah. like that. Another one from online. We advocate not judging a book by its cover, but also glorify love at first sight. Yes. I love this one. I know I said that about the first one. I think the first one I said, I love this about the thought of like someone could just kill me at any time, but like this one's also good. Right. Um, wait, Kyle, repeat that one more time. We advocate not judging a book by its cover. Yeah. But also glorify love at first sight. I mean, think about it. We so even weird. have a show. Don't we? Isn't there a Netflix love is show? Love is blind. Is that the one where they get married after seeing each other for the first time or something like that? They they literally get engaged the engaged, when they they it. don't they get engaged as they see each other. Yeah. They they get engaged without ever having seen each other and the whole premise of the show is like like can you fall in love with somebody without knowing what they ever looked like just based on who they are? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I think no. Um I think obviously like physical attraction comes into some play, but I do think like physical attraction isn't a foundation for a successful relationship. I think it's, I think it's like based on who you are as people. Mm -hmm. And I think the physical connection is like the, the added piece to that. Yeah. Right. It's like the, the added bonus, obviously a physical connection has to be there or there's not going to be anything there. And again, maybe that's partially, it's so weird because it's not the foundation, but it's the starting point because Mm -hmm. why build a found, why build a foundation why build a house in an area you don't want to build a house yeah. in, right? I think that's a good metaphor. Like you're not, you're this... not going to build a house in the middle of a swamp. Exactly, Kyle. Also sounds like a gross partner. Yes, <laughs> if you're comparing your partner to a swamp. <laughs> this is a real swamp. Uh, and not if you talk to Shrek. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I you know I think that people say don't judge a book by its cover, but are also love at first sight because I think it is. I think, Kyle, I know it's a little bit different for you because you're Mr. Like, uh, what is it? Um, what's it called if you're in a long-term relationship? You're like, you're, you're like the p- pinnacle domesticated man. Like, <laughs> has always been in a relationship, kind of. Like, right, you've been dating for like 12 years or 13 or whatever it is. Uh, 13 years this upcoming December, yeah. Yeah, so just craziness. Totally but then, married at that point, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, you won't be dating yeah. anymore. We're going to cut that timeline finally, but... But, you know, for people like me, and again, we're going to have a whole different pot. This is a future one on, uh, this is I probably, think, relationships uh, Honestly, it'll probably be two. What? <laughs> we'll probably fill two podcasts with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much to say. Um, but but anyway, I think we glorify that because I think, again, we live in the generation of instant gratification. I think people want to think it's possible. and I. But at the same time, um, people do judge books by its cover in doing so. Like, they're literally the antitheses of each other, right? Falling in love at first sight, don't judge a book by its cover. Because if you fall in love with someone at first sight, you did judge them by their cover. Because And there is a psychological thing, I think, where they showed people images of people's face, and they, uh, and they told them what crime they committed, and they gave a bigger sentence to less attractive people than more attractive people. Which, again, people are subconsciously judging a book, thinking they're attractive, this is going to be great. And that's the farthest thing from the truth, right? 
Um, so again, I think that's like the whole misconnection, disconnection there. But again, you need that physical attraction. You need to know like, hey, this is this is a place I'd like to build my house. <laughs> but before you know, before you start building that foundation of mm-hmm. like similarity. You're not going to build even buy that property. You're not going to you're not going to buy the property without seeing it unless it's yep. covid. Well, yeah, well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Kyle, do you have stuff to add on that one? No, I mean that's that's pretty much it. You hit that nail on the head with that <laughs> so, yeah. foundation and house building analogy. <laughs> that was a good analogy. No, I mean that's 100% right. Like we have all these fairy tale stories of like oh, it was love at first sight and all these, you know, Hollywood movies and everything, but it's not how it is. Yeah. Why that's glorified has always been so interesting to me yeah because yeah you could look at someone and be like whoa they're really attractive and have absolutely nothing in common with them they could be the complete polar opposite of you it's true but I, i'm gonna and be you on, wouldn't know that by looking at them i don't think i've ever experienced love at first sight i've seen someone's like damn they attractive right but like yeah. i don't think i was ever in love with someone upon seeing no. them it's so surface level i also think that it takes a certain type of person to feel that way mm-hmm. uh and those are the type of people that get casted to be on these reality shows like Love is Blind. You have to have literally a certain love language and a certain psychology to be able to truly think or actually fall in love at first sight. At the drop of a hat, yeah. The drop of a hat, yeah. yeah. That's not a normal thing. No, not yeah. at all. All right, kind of branching off that psychology mm-hmm. aspect in a way. In Everything Bagel... Is proof that you can seemingly have it all and still have a hole inside of you. Oh my God, this where is to, deep. where to start with this one. I don't know, Kyle. You, I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. I just bought my first bag of everything bagels at the grocery store a week ago. You never had an everything bagel. I think I don't think so. I think I had that thing that. Uh, do you remember Buffalo Wild Wings had the everything bagel seasoning yeah. on the uh-huh. thing? The, the that little, was my the little bites there. Yeah, the yeah. little pretzel things. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I tried, and I was like, "Wow, this is good." I don't think I ever had an everything bagel. Well, this has now gone to a space <laughs> I didn't think it would. But how have you never had an everything bagel? They're so good. I don't know, but they are really good. Yeah, but it makes you wonder. But it, and so that's what's funny about this topic coming up right now. <laughs> but but it, it's also pretty deep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, the bagel has everything, quote unquote everything, uh, but it still has a hole in it. So here's the thing. I, I think this is important to say. Keyword in here, seemingly have it all. <sighs> Nothing and no one can really have everything. No. It's called an everything bagel. It doesn't have a banana sitting on top of it. It doesn't have a pepper on top of it. You don't have Old Bay seasoning on it unless uh-huh. you're in Maryland. Maryland, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's missing so much. But it's a great product in and of itself. Now, you liken that to a person. I was going to bring it to a, a celebrity real quick. Yeah. Um, look at uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Oh, that's a, a good comparison. That seemingly on the surface arguably the most successful rock band of the early 2000s onwards uh-huh you know up until the point where you know he tragically passed away took his own life yeah on the surface looking at him in interviews and just the way he carried himself on stage and just you know in the public eye you wouldn't have thought he'd be the guy to do that no um it's very sad and you know there's countless stories like this and 
ordinary people, celebrities, constant things. So what people are showing you on the outside is not really what's going on. It's not really indicative of what's going on on the inside. No, They I can have all the money in the world, success, family, but sometimes they just have a bigger hole inside of them that's for whatever reason empty, not filled, or just you know inner demons going yeah. on. Well, again, I would I would go on to say that the, like, the, what's what's the word I'm looking for, um, the value, nothing external, like it has monetary value, but it's not like, of real much worth. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because the worth you place in things is your own perception, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of the day, I think that's why no matter what you have, you know your perception of worth, your perception of your own worth, your perception of the issues that plague you is kind of what can leave you feeling like you have a hole inside or like feeling empty mm-hmm. despite having all these great things or having people think all these good things about you. Because at the end of the day, value you place on anything external, internal is your own brain, you know? So if you think about it that way, like none of it really matter like none of it really matters it's just kind of you know just objects yeah i mean any, anything's only worth what you say it's worth it's worth yeah in terms of value i, I mean same way look at products in a the store they only have that arbitrary price because someone decided this is what it costs Kyle. i think about that every day with gas how are you changing the price on me every day i'm at the pump it's like oh it's three it's worth 340 today so i was like what how well, we all know eggs have become the new gas. And eggs, yes. And I'm like, who who marked up eggs like this? Who was like, eggs are now worth $8? Uh, specifically one company. Uh, but then that drove the price up for everyone. Oh, my God. I, I was watching some the other day, all these excuses that they've been using about weather and like Dude, no. egg, bird flus. Apparently, a majority of it is just BS. And it was one company that just jacked the price up. Are and then serious? other companies followed suit. And now they're making like... Oh, what was it? Profits upwards of like 40%. Well, now they know margin. people are going to buy their eggs. Well, yeah. Oh but I mean, God. I know for us anyway, we've stopped buying yeah. eggs unless we desperately need it to like cook something. Yeah. Since I've moved out, I have not bought a single egg. So when I'm <laughs> <laughs> when I'm strutting around the grocery store, I'm like, yeah, I don't need those eggs. So I've passed by the $8 sign for them. Oh my eggs God. have become a status symbol at this point. Open up your fridge, you have eggs, you are you you made it. I saw this video with this guy who kept his gun safe into the fridge and in the gun <laughs> safe above the guns was a carton of eggs. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Oh man. So moving on to the next one here. Let's see, should we bring it onto a uh more humorous one or a deeper one? Oh. Uh, hmm. Well, we're kinda just deep. We kinda twisted it at the yeah, end. Let, let's go a uh Let's go a little more humorous way. Still a little deep, but more on the humorous side, I think we could take this. Okay. Being on your phone all day went from sounding very sociable to very unsociable within the span of a decade. Yeah. 100%. Again, I think it boils down to what the phone is capable of. A phone isn't just a phone anymore. A phone is a computer. They say the the technology, your phone has more processing power than it took them to fly people to the moon. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, that's crazy. So it's called a phone because it evolved as a phone, right? Yeah. But it's so much more than a phone now. I mean, a phone now is essentially just a computer in your pocket. 
it really is because people don't even really like call people that much anymore. So like, nope. that's why I went from being social, like you had business being on it to communicate with other people to now it's like, it's almost in adversion to communication. We were saying this yeah. in the first podcast where yep. it literally is like people actually will look at their phone if they feel uncomfortable because it's like a way out of living in the reality of that discomfort. Yeah. Oh, well, and God forbid you see a unknown phone number come across your screen. Yes. Back in the day, you know, you got a phone call. You just picked up the phone, not knowing who is on the other line. Well, you know, what's so funny is I just pick <laughs> up the phone usually, unless it's like, obviously a telemarketer. I'm just like, it well, could yeah, be I something mean, unless important. it comes up now. It, yeah. Nowadays, the past couple of years, yeah. they have a thing. It'll come and say potential oh spam. Yeah. And you just swipe it. People away. crack me up though. My dad does this at home, right? So like the phone's ringing. This man is like blind. Like he needs reading glasses. So we'll be, we'll be eating dinner or whatever. He goes up to the phone. He squints at it. <laughs> so, cause he can't tell who it is at first. And then he's like, he reads the number over a few times. He's like, five, six, seven, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, dad, just pick the phone up. The man acts like they're going to come through the phone and fucking, I mean, and kill him. He literally acts like like it's life or death. And I'm like, dad, just pick up the phone, please, as it keeps ringing. <laughs> God. But, yeah, it's just like that. Like some people like just don't even want to entertain like any form of conversation unless it's definitively someone that they were expecting to call mm -hmm. them or like truly truly know mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh, i don't want to say i fall completely in that category you're kind of in the middle Kyle. But i'm in the middle if i don't know the phone number i'm not answering that phone yeah <laughs> i'm not answering that phone call um if I know, if it's someone that's in my contacts, I'll answer every time. I there don't was, care. There was one time it was visibly like a wrong number. It's like South Carolina or like Georgia or something down south. And they kept calling me. I was going to answer it, but they kept calling me. Then they leave a voicemail and they're like, uh, hey, Bobby or whatever the name was. This is so-and-so from from truck and tow or whatever. <laughs> and it was like some tow truck thing. And and I was like, I have to call this guy back because he honestly, I would not stop calling me. So I called him back like, hey, like, I just want to let you know, this is not a tow truck company. Like, I, I live in New York. Like, you have the wrong number. <laughs> so sometimes you really, unless you block the person, but like, then he's going to be all confused. So I had to let it, I had to give him closure. Oh, I think the tow truck place blocked him. I didn't want to ghost this guy. He was just trying to get some towed. Like, God, so I had to call him back. So that was awkward. But, but so true. Like, these days it's... uh. Again, you're on your phone. I use that as the ultimate sign, like you're being antisocial. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you see in the workplace, people just sit on their phone. Mm -hmm. and it's become a real, real issue. Yeah. Depending on what job you have, there's something that's more okay. But yeah. yeah, a totally different world than it was even a decade ago. Oh, I know. Um, Dude, well, again, there's too much, there's too much possibility. And again, the, the to try to find comfort uh in times of discomfort through absorbing mm -hmm. into your phone again like in the first podcast we referenced it once families eating together with the phone oh yeah red flag um going on a date with whoever you know um you're both on your phone red flag you're obviously not into the conversation yeah, you're not, yeah and that that is like a high school thing i've seen high school kids do that that's like, weird that's weird um and then it, like, can you imagine, like, the girl's like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Like, I'm just like, do you think he's going to talk to me? And it's like, and then the guy's like, bro, like, I don't know what to say, but, like, she's not talking to me. And then the girl's like, 
he's not talking to me. Like, what do I do? And it's like, what are they texting about? Like, are they, te- are they like <laughs> contemplating like the next move? Like who says hello first? Who says, how are you doing first? <laughs> it's just like weird. It's so weird. It's a oh, totally weird. different generation with that. Like, yeah. Are you sitting there texting your friends? Like, what do I, what, what do I say? Like, yes. Or like, what are you possibly you... talking about while you're with someone else? Yeah. That's taking precedent over your current I moment. No. Again, it's it's taken away like phones have built up false confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Because it makes you feel confident when you're on your phone. But and you can like, just say whatever you want, whenever you, you want. But in person, you want. it collapses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you get this like antisocial, anxiety-ridden society, and you're like, what? What is happening? Those here? two teenagers that you see on their phone on the date, they were probably texting back and forth before that, super confident in each other. Like, and then they get there and they're then like, they get there and they're just like, uh. I don't know how to talk like, to you. You're so good looking. And then it's like, you're so good looking. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I see you liked my Instagram post. It's like, yeah, you're so good looking. It, it, I feel like it's like so surface level, but it makes sense though, because they're all social media driven. It is like 100% predominantly surface level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's problematic, Kyle, to say the least, but like we went really deep on that one. I think we had to. I. <laughs> Now, this one, pretty straightforward. Uh, not too much to go here in terms of depth. Again, from online. The 10 years between 25 and 35 are far shorter than the four years between ages 14 and 18. Oh, this is a And good I've never one. heard a more true statement. Yes. Because I'll tell you right now, the ages between... Like you know, high I'll school? Take it even high school? Before, I'll take it even before high school. The longest three years of my life was middle school, <laughs> sixth grade through eighth grade. So what is that about? Like eleven to thirteen? Yeah, or so, it's like eleven to thirteen. Were the slowest three years of my life, but yeah, fourteen to eighteen felt like an eternity. Kyle felt like he was like serving twenty-five to life in the pen <laughs> as a sixth grader. He's like, um, it was but, brutal. I don't know if that was our school or what, but that. I, you know, st- middle school did feel like a long time, and I felt like high school, in retrospect, felt pretty long. Like, in the moment, it really did. Um, four years felt like we were there for a lifetime. Yes, childhood in general felt like a life- lifetime, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, like, we're turning 28 this year, so, like, add six more years to that, and we'll have doubled, we'll have taken our childhood through high school and doubled it. And to be honest, that doubling felt, would feel so much quicker than those formative years. Um but I've always wondered this, Kyle, and this was like, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but I have definitely brought up to other people, but the idea that, all right, well, when you're five, for instance, take like, well, actually, let's take 10. You've lived for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Every year is 10% of your life. Yep. But when you get to 25, every yep. year life is 4%. So every year as you keep getting older, it feels like a smaller percentage. It's all proportional. Yeah, self-proportional. And so I always thought it was that, and like no one ever brought up, I just thought about it on my own. One day I come across a video and the dude said the same thing, whoever the guy was in the video, but they did a study and they actually showed it happen was that um, when they, what they did was they went up to people of all different ages and they said, all right, I'm going to start a timer. Tell me when you think one minute has passed by. And what they found was that the older you got, the less, uh, the less on point you got. So like, let's say, you said stop like it's been a minute it's Mm -hmm. actually been a minute and a half uh but then you ask like someone even older then they're like a minute 45 
you ask someone like who's a teenager and they're like in a minute oh five like they're pretty calibrated yeah. right and so what they determined in this study was that your perception of time is a constant but your perception of time uh like you're actually thinking it's it feels slower to you well actually no what am i trying to say it feels um slower as you get older because for instance no it feels like faster as you get older right because for instance if it took me a minute and a half to think a minute went by right that means that i only thought it was a minute really a minute and a half went by so and let's just round it to two to be easy here yeah. let's say if it was two minutes actually went by, i thought it was a minute that means that when i was younger if i read it as a minute for a minute that means that life is going to go by twice as fast than i once perceived it mm -hmm. when i perceive it as two minutes versus one but in reality, time's constant. So they claim that it's because the, the neuronal connections in your brain start moving slower as you get older. And that is the cause, not the proportion mm. of years in which you lived. And I'm like, that's really interesting. And kind of sad when you want to break it down that way. And sad because when you start appreciating your time more, as a kid, you don't. But as you get nope. older, you do. But time is going by so much faster than ever. Yeah, and you know, that's something that you're always told growing up like appreciate this you can't appreciate it fully until it's gone until it's gone and no one seems to understand that it, it makes sense how you need a point of comparison like you want to tell people to appreciate it yeah. but you can't appreciate that yeah you like let's take high school for example i wish i could go back to how simple that was it's so easy <laughs> to the point where we had driver's license i'll yeah, say that yeah, yeah. we didn't have to do anything school was so easy. I still tried, but it wasn't you, even like, yeah. comp it's not even comparable no, to what I dealt with in college. Not even close. Oh my God. It was a breeze. We didn't yeah. really have any responsibilities, but we couldn't appreciate that. We were still like, oh, we have homework yeah. tonight? No way. <laughs> like, mm. Well, again, you wouldn't know it's like anything. Um, like you wouldn't know success if you never had failure. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know a good day if you never had a bad day, right? Um, you wouldn't know if something was hot if there wasn't a cold, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like all these things have a one end of the spectrum and another. And without that, life would have no perspective. It would just be what it is. So in that moment when you're younger and you don't have that context of like harder experiences, you, that's all there is. And so if it sucks to you, it sucks. If it's yep. hard to you, it's hard. But then when you gain more and more life experience, uh, whether for the good, the bad, the difficult, easy, you have such a more variety of array for comparison that you're like, Hey, that was actually really easy. That mm -hmm. was such a good time, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just sad that like in that case of childhood, you don't, you don't, youth is for, I, there's that quote, youth is, youth is underappreciated or youth is for fleeting. It's something, it's something about how like older people, you, you appreciate time, you yeah. appreciate things more when you're older, mm -hmm. but like you, it's too late. Oh yeah. And then, but when you're young, the moment you can, you don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. It's like having a house almost like last <laughs> night when it was zero degrees outside. I legitimately, and I always think this on a rainy day or like bad days or whatever, yeah. like stormy. Uh, it was zero, like basically zero degrees. Oh, I, the... I think it's like at negative least around here, the the feel with the wind was negative twenty. What? 
Yeah. So it, yeah, it was it was cold, cold. Yeah. And I was sitting there in my apartment, uh, like my eighteen hundred dollar a month apartment. Uh, and tell me you're from New York without telling me you're from New York. Oh my God, I know grading, doing work, and like in that moment, I was like, you know, I don't really like grading, but like my job allows me to afford this place mm-hmm. and have heat and have food and have this. And there's someone out there that just was dealt a bad hand and, uh, they, you know, as a result, they dropped the ball and they're like, they're out there, dude. Like, and I just, you can't help but like feel grateful, but also feel bad. But again, you wouldn't, how would you, as a kid, I never ever thought on that level, but as an adult, I think about it a lot because you've seen so many more people of different dispositions than you, that you learn to appreciate what you do have and not always harp on the fact that rent is $1,800. Mm-hmm. I was also like, wow, I'm doing laundry right now. If I didn't have my laundry in the place, guess whose ass would be out there in zero degree weather, like yeah. folding my laundry, me. So like at the same time, I was like, wow, I feel so grateful. Like it just made me feel like so happy inside. But mm-hmm. you know, in a way it's just, it's just crazy. Well, me and you are also both in a fortunate position where we both very much enjoy our jobs. Well, that makes it even better. Yeah. Like you feel like fulfilled and you get stuff out of it too. Exactly. You get monetary fulfillment. You get external and internal. It's intrinsic and extrinsic. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's all those things. Not everyone has that, but no, but yeah. I would say most people don't have that. No, no. It's much like the everything bagel. They have a hole inside where their career should be. That's that's pretty deep. <laughs> they have everything but the career. Yeah, everything but the career they want. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, and that'll bring us to. I believe our last one here, I was saving this one for last. This one's one that I had been, you know, bringing up for years, I think years I and years and thinking about this. And it's a weird one. At some point, everything happens for the last time and you don't rec- and you don't notice it and you can't pinpoint when that last time was. For example, your parents at one point picked you up and put you down for the last time and never again to pick you up. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. You probably can't even pinpoint exactly when that happened. Yeah. It's weird. It's That's, a weird thought. Like how but can also you... think about it. To be another example, me, you, and uh, Ray, who we've discussed on other podcasts, our other mm-hmm. uh, best friend. Yes. He, when we were kids, we would play Xbox constantly oh, it was this is a good every one. Like weekend one. thing uh-huh. every weekend up until midnight or later playing call of duty or whatever other games and at some point we all logged off said all right we'll play again next week and we and then never we returned never got back on that is mind we never got back on together yes. we never started another xbox live party together oh my god and no one ever like thought anything like odd about it it just kind of happened i can't tell you exactly when it was yeah dude that is so sad that actually reminds me of like i was in college one day and i I realized that i came home from college didn't touch my xbox Mm -hmm. i came home for the summer didn't touch my xbox like because we just got so busy yep and then i think that was like the beginning of the end but i think in high school was like so much more a part of life especially yeah. before driving that like i think it's when we got our licenses that it started to become started like, to dwindle a little yeah. bit but like we still would get on like it was a good weekend if we had no plans mm-hmm. you know like but but it is crazy that like that st- stopped at one point and i do i do think about my parents sometimes like yeah at one point i guess they did pick you up or like 
like they did a bunch of stuff for you that at one point it just stopped. And like, I don't remember any of that. Mm. It's almost like it was just meant to happen. Like it clearly was not, uh, like triggering in any way. Like it didn't scar me that it didn't happen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's just some, just the fact that it just happened and then never, never again. I mean, same thing, someone out there and I saw a great, I wish I remember who it was by, but it was like a comedy sketch. Uh, I think it was like an Instagram reel or something like that, but it was great. It was found upon the principle that this guy realized years later that in the last game of tag he ever played, he was the last one to be tagged it and then never played tag again. So for his entire life, he was, he was just it. What? That's crazy. And that's true. Somewhere out there, you listening, it could be you. You could have been the last person tagged in the last game of tag you ever played. Yeah. And now you were just perpetually it for your whole life. What? Never to play tag again. Wow. That's... Because now you're an adult. And if you start playing tag, <laughs> you're yeah. going to go on some kind of list. That's deep. You know, Kyle used the less deep example of, um, whatchamabobber, getting a Happy Meal for the last time. <laughs> And I told Kyle, like, jokingly, I was like, Kyle, I remember, like, I might have been five at the age of my last Happy Meal. <laughs> well, you were a big boy back then. I was in the a day. big boy. You know, we had that Ireland project where I had to make a poster about Ireland in third grade. And don't ask me why. I guess we weren't weight conscious back then. But they asked me for my weight <laughs> on the poster. And I was like, who cares how much I weigh? Oh, you're from Ireland? How much do you weigh? Like, oh, you're Irish? How much do you weigh? It's like, what the hell? What type of question is that? <laughs> so I was in third grade, and I'm like, I weighed 130 pounds when I was like eight, eight or nine. And, and you know, I was like four-something probably at the time. Like, And so I was short and fat. And and I remember I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to put 110. You know, because 110 sounds like healthy for a third grader too. So, so moving a long story short is that I don't remember the last time I got a Happy Meal, Kyle. I just know that like I could think way back and was like, yo, I was banging down them two cheeseburgers, large fries, cinnamon melt. You may have never gotten a Happy Meal then. No, but it was a Happy Meal, man. I was like, oh, I was in my glory. Uh, but yeah, so like some things and I'm going to be honest, all those things, I don't remember any of them. And that's the weirdest part of it because it's mm. so, it's such a like odd thought to have, but maybe it's, it's so like mind blowing to think that mm-hmm. because you don't ever realize it even happening. And you know what? One, one more, one more shower thought while we're at it. We got some time. Okay. You never notice people age in real time or lose weight. Or lose weight, true. Yeah. Um, I feel like aging, think about when you're a kid. Uh-huh. You're growing up, but also watching your parents grow up. But you live with them. Oh, this is... You yeah. don't uh-huh. think about it. You don't notice it. Them aging. Them aging, yes. Yeah. You're aging. You know that you're aging. Yeah. You, you see yourself changing and growing up. Yeah. But as you look at them, for your whole life, unless something drastic happens, they look the same. Yes. At least for your entire childhood, adolescent life until you know get yeah, older, and then like yeah, then you, you don't start see noticing them every they day, and then you start noticing changes. Yeah, when you don't see them as much, but uh-huh. when you see someone every day, it's like, and and even you, you talked about the weight thing. When you went away to like college and stuff, and you started to get like more oh, in shape yeah. and being more into the gym, that started before you went away to college. Like, 
a little bit like over the summers and stuff we would do yeah, um do like, all sport we go summer like membership. all sport like the local gym and do the summer membership and do like the weight room the pool basketball yeah. so that definitely started before college but yeah. you really started getting into shape and stuff in college yeah and it's something that when you were here before college you were in shape though like you weren't a chunky like hit anymore no i definitely like got never a little bit less chunky. that happening like in real time it was just i see steven constantly like, like in day. school yeah. it was like just about every day and then even when weekends. it was not in school it was weekends and whatever yeah. it was so frequent that i didn't notice then he went away to college and then in those times you know now we're out of college we're back here so now it's again starting to be like a little harder to notice like subtle changes here and there uh-huh. Like in those years when we were away at college, and I would see you like on like summer break and like winter break, I'd be like, "Oh, Stephen looks different," <laughs> in a good way. Like, yeah, in a good way. Not, well, no, not no. That first, way. that first winter like, break, first you thought I had like an break, eating disorder. Yeah, you definitely or looked like you had an eating disorder on that one. Oh my that god, was they, bad. there is a there is a picture that was inadvertently taken me without a shirt on because oh. I spilt like. I spilt a chaser on me having my first shot ever in college. <laughs> <laughs> and so someone took a decide, oh, let's take a picture of Steven. So I have like a unofficial first picture, like mm. before I ever diligently worked out. But I came home that winter. This was like, I this was nourished. returning back to college in like February ish, January, February. Well that's when you were like working out, but you weren't like no weightlifting, wasn't it? No, wasn't it wasn't. It? This was first semester of college. I didn't go to gym at all. Oh really? I thought it was when you were doing like cardio and no. like runs. No, wow. No, nothing. And I didn't even step foot in the gym because I felt very self-conscious mm. because I'm like, everyone that's going is already going to be these gym yeah. bros from high school, yep. you know, and so we're on the sports team. So mm-hmm. I didn't go and my friend Josh wanted to go. So eventually we were like, let's go. And so like, I think it was end of January. We just got back from winter break, January, 2015 or early February. I'm like, Hey, do you want to go to gym? And like, that was the end of it. And like, I've literally been working out for like eight straight years now, which is just crazy to think about. But, um, but what is it prior to that? When I came home, I was like extremely malnourished. And then what's crazy too, is like, even with yourself, you don't even notice those changes. I remember like I took a photo, uh, a few years ago, like a progress photo and I cropped it right next to the original photo of me. Just like, yeah, yeah. Malnourished half naked Steven in like a, in a, in a <laughs> dorm room. Right. And I put them together and I look like two different people like it's crazy oh, not only do. not only age wise like i like my face kind of mm. became a little bit more structured and less doofy and then my body like completely changed over the yeah. court throughout my years in college whether undergrad or grad school and so it's weird because you don't even see that and i'm thankful i have that picture because mm-hmm. i would never remember what i actually looked like before working out if it wasn't for that random photo that one of my friends thought was funny to take of me <laughs> You know, but, um, Kyle, one thing I wanted to segue on, on that one thing originally is like the idea that you don't see people age. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember when I was a little kid, I feel like I've always been pretty inquisitive or like deep thinking as a child, but I, I actually remember thinking as a child, like my parents were, were never children. Like I literally felt like they were always adults or like, Mm -hmm. I felt at least like how they were. No, I knew they were children, but I felt like them as adults was a different person because in my head I was like, well, they're, they're adults. They're not a child. So it wasn't the same. But what I realized in growing up and Kyle will agree is that you may get more mature, but I have always felt 
the same. I have always felt like me in my own, like me within my body, Mm -hmm. but your body got older. You got, you became an adult, got bigger, everything else like that. But the one thing that never has changed is how you kind of feel. And what's weird to me is like, like hopefully, uh, Cal has this bit more on lockdown than me, but hopefully I get married one day, have a family, have kids. Right. Um, but it's weird to think that like my kid is legitimately going to grow up probably thinking the same thing, like mm-hmm. that I'm a kid, like you're completely different than your parent, but he's, he or she's just going to grow up and feel like the same person and have that realization. Like, holy crap, my parents yep. were, are us now. They were yep. us now. They didn't feel any different. They just, now they had a little kid. They're like yep. helping now they just had a little kid that they're like what do i do with this thing yes and we're gonna be on the same boat and i'm like that is bizarre it's so weird to me that you you yourself don't really change drastically to the core of who you are your spirit as a person but your physical nature changes and like yeah well i would would say that's something that i really appreciate about the two of us is that neither of us have really changed as people i think we were always like very genuine at all we've always yeah like you said we we're always very genuine people i can't say that same thing about a lot of the people <laughs> no. that we went to school with yeah no um you know even people we were friends with in the past like i feel like a lot of people are just so different Dude, now. sometimes you meet people in real person you could just vibe it immediately i think the older you get you just like some yeah. people you're like i don't think i'm actually getting this real guy like behind closed doors he's a different person like obviously we've grown up and we're mature yeah but we would never tried to be anything we weren't. We no. never tried to tailor our personalities to, to whoever we were around like to that. fit in. We were just content. We were just content with each other and exactly. just being ourselves. And like I think you know that was always nice. So, it, but it, in retrospect, how like they had a facade on, oh, but yeah. like who they are on the inside is still how they feel, even yeah. when they were little to now. Yeah, you know but that was a good point. But yeah, I mean, I, growing up, I never really thought about it like. My parents are getting older. <laughs> just like that's yeah, my parents. <laughs> They're just there. <laughs> that's my parents. No, it's true. It's I, just... li- I live in their house and they feed me food. <laughs> so, <laughs> so odd. Like you grow up and you're just like, this is normal. <laughs> like what? You yeah. know? Like some people grow up like there's people out there in indigenous tribes, Kyle. Like they grow up in like the woods. Yeah. And they're in an indigenous tribe, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like normal only exists in the realm of your own own lived experience yeah right but it's just again that that's kind of like stemming away from what you're talking about but it's just it's just weird yeah like, I mean, that your perception as a kid is just so off you're just so not on the mark and as a kid you're you're more perceived as your perception of reality is more skewed towards yourself yeah like everything's kind of about you as a kid because you don't really have the mental capacity to really think higher like Oh, there's more going on. Like, your brain's kid, not fully developed. You so. kind of think like, and sometimes I even wonder about this too, which I guess slightly another shower thought to get off topic here. I always found myself thinking as like a kid, like specifically like high school and middle school years, like do people really exist outside of me? Oh, like, that is trippy. That's like if a tree falls, yeah, you make a sound because I'm like, if you're not there. I can't imagine in my head like what someone's doing when I'm not with them. Yes, because like, they don't even exist. like you who I know better than most than i know most other people yeah. in the world here even like you and christina i'm like brandon listening christina is my fiance um, <laughs> plug christina in the I, podcast. we live together uh-huh. but i'm like when i'm not with her and she doesn't like text me and like i know what she's doing i'm like does she exist i have no idea what she's doing i'm like i just have a hard time just picturing people like sitting on the couch just watching tv 
Yes. Like, it's such a weird thought for me. Even like now when I think about yeah, that it. Yeah, they exist. Well, I'm even just like I can't just picture Stephen going about his day when I'm I'm doing my thing when we're and not he's together. Just like at the gym somewhere doing something. Yes. It's a weird thought. Dude, well, it's so weird. I've had that same thought. Like Christina, plug Christina again. Mm-hmm. Christina mm-hmm. often like she always calls me if it's for something. I'm always at the gym, and I'm like, it's weird to think that like I'm just here at the gym. Christina's doing something else, like. But it's like before that, you have no clue what I'm doing. Like, and so by not knowing, it's almost like it doesn't actually exist. It's not. Re- it's not your reality. So does it even exist? It yeah. does. But it, if it's not in your reality, it doesn't exist to you because your whole life is a perception. It's not. You can't definitively say. Mm-hmm. Like Christina would have no way of knowing unless she GPS tracked me and I have like a <laughs> tracker in my butthole or something like that. That I was at Planet Fitness, right? Like she had no clue. So like. Other than that, you can't ever def- be definitive on anything unless mm-hmm. that other person tells you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as a kid, I always thought this with teachers too. Like, seeing a teacher in the wild was always oh, the weirdest the school? thing. So yeah. I was always like, oh, that's my teacher. After the school day, they probably just like sit in a closet and like power down like a robot. <laughs> it's so <laughs> creepy. I, you know what's so funny is like, I always thought it was weird if you saw a teacher outside of yeah. school. Now I'm that guy. And yeah, I remember the guy. several weeks ago, I had a student. I was standing online at, at, at ShopRite in, in like Valesgate near where I live. And oh, yeah, because you live close to the school now. Yes, now you have yes. that risk. And some kids live like on the border of Cornwall yeah. and Monroe. So like they're, they sometimes come to the Valesgate area. So we go. They're, to sh- they're close towns for people listening. Yeah, they are close towns in New York. <laughs> Dad, we mentioned we're from New York. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so this I was, I'm standing on the like the help desk line, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I had a question about something. And out of nowhere, I hear someone say, Mr. Ashley? And I look over, and it's this girl from my Gen Chem class. Uh, great student, so that was good. Yeah. At least it's a student that's actually At least like, it's someone you're actually like, talking to. Yeah, like she's a good yeah. student. Yeah, so, and it was her mom, and I was like, oh, hey. And it's like... I always act like normal and myself, but it, you almost can't help but feel weird because then you got eyes on you in like real life. And it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, they know I'm not this like picture perfect tie wearing button up dress shoe type of guy every day. Thank yeah. God I put my coat on. I almost didn't put on my coat that day and I would have had like my tank top on, nipples out, man. Well, I can't have that. You got to be careful. At least it wasn't your Green Day shirt that was the hot dog <laughs> flipping you off. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, you always got. You always feel like a little awkward. You got to be careful Dude. when you're rookie mistake living next to the school you teach at i don't though i live no, 25 minutes like 20 from there away. <laughs> but the grocery store is like directly in the middle districts away oh i have to like go in the opposite direction to the grocery store apparently <laughs> but but yeah that's that's another good thought like teachers mm-hmm. not in school like something you don't ever really think is possible honestly mm-hmm. yeah well i guess i think that's been enough of our incredible thoughts for the day yeah hopefully you uh you guys kind of got a lot of stuff out of that i know like even sitting here kyle like we're talking about that and like my mind was like whoa Mm -hmm. i didn't really think about that so even having like pulled these ahead of time i just kept thinking about as we're talking about like wow yeah life is weird very odd and props to kyle for doing that uh that online curation of uh insightful thought-provoking questions so i guess i guess that's it until until the next episode right buddy right and you know follow on instagram oh my god the the youtube up the following i keep forgetting that oh i'm not used to being an influencer life's hard hard. being an influencer oh my god i know well i hope we're influencing you and as always this is q and a i'm q this is a and we'll see you next time time.
drawn on. Yeah, that's my kind of Christmas card. What if a butterfly was made out of butter? These small thoughts could destroy.